Man, but I want to go back to when we first met, 2017. First, that was the first Flash Mob? First, first one. Yeah. That's crazy. Okay, so what made you, was, was Flash Mobs even a thing before then? Man, so not, not, not in the way we did. Okay. Hey guys, what's good? Welcome to the Cosign Life. If you're watching this video, that means you co-sign us and we co-sign you. So here are a couple of ways to support us at Cosign Magazine. Number one, view the description below, click the link and purchase an issue of Cosign Magazine. It's like this, this one right here physical. You can purchase this. Number two, you can also support us by purchasing Cosign merch. Hit the link below and it'll take you to all our past merch items and we'd love to have your support and see you wear Cosign Magazine. episode of Kawasan Conversations, but this time we have the cover edition. We have the founders of Black Men's Wear. How y'all guys doing? Good. Doing good, man. We just killed a crazy cover shoot. Y'all be looking at that soon, but first and foremost, I want to give a chance for everybody to individually introduce themselves, and then we can talk Black Men's Wear and everything suit and style. I'm in, uh, Neandre Broussard. I'm the founder of Black Men's Wear. I've been changing narratives since 2017, and again, just, just utilizing our voice to help write our own story about For what sure. black men actually embody versus what the negative media stereotype that they always kind of push out on throats. But we're, again, appreciate you. Appreciate you rocking with us. Yeah, no, definitely, man. Yeah, early on, yeah, man. Early on. Yeah. First flash mob. Exactly, bro. Yeah. I, was, I was there. Yeah. Behind the scenes was, was, so, was so far, but I was there, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was there in my care with my 50 millimeter, like, ah, ah, ah. Yeah. Man, you know what I'm saying? Well, that's what's up, bro. Yeah, yeah, I still got it too. I look at it like, damn, all trash back there. But, <laughs> but you know, it's the thought that counts. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's the journey now. Nah, facts, I, I do, I do. Now we got a whole production team. You know what I'm right. saying? Shout out to Taylor Penguin Media, supported by Cosign Magazine. Got to throw that in there too, though. Yeah, but, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, my name is Evan Marshall, aka It's Whatever. Uh, my personal partnerships, my job is to negotiate the brand deals. You've been doing a great job of seeing that too, man. Seeing yeah, the, yeah. the partnerships coming in, you appreciate know what I'm saying? Okay, uh, Jacob Clayton, I am the head tailor and designer for Black Men's Wear. Uh, we have a custom suit aspect to our company, uh, BMC and Co. So that's what I do. I'm a suit guy. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. I want to talk about that too, but let's take it all the way back. <clears throat> to 2016? 2017. You know what I'm saying? When we first met. Okay, so your idea was to change the narrative of how black men are viewed, right? But talk to me about that first ideation that came to your head that you wanted to actually create black men's wear. What was your thought process and then how did you actually uh, create it? Man, to be 100%, it was, it was really a uh, one of those moments where sitting there watching TV, you know, this, this, this is a back-to-back killing of black men right. by law enforcement. And the portrayal of that individual was always negative. It was always, you're a criminal, right? Let's not find out what happened. Because when they, whenever they do that with the story, now it's so much easier for them to go and say, oh, there were no charges filed because this person was a criminal anyway, right? They depict that. And so it was, it was so often that I, that I sat there and looked at that, and I was like, dang, that could be like, that could be me. I wonder how they're going to portray me right. if something happens. Because that's the crazy thing about it. Like, we all see these stories and we can see ourselves in them. Exactly. And that's, that's, that's scary, right? Sure. And so then it's like, damn, are they going to try to drag me through the mud? Okay. Are they going to have these visuals of me? And they're going to they gonna find that one picture uh, that I took always when I was do too. 16, 17 years old. You know what I mean? And so <clears throat> with that, I was like, man, I got to do something where I can just 
put more positive imagery of us into right. the media, right? And we use social media. Like, bro, I, and we, 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 we ran up some Instagram pages, built these profiles out. Right. So how can I do one specific to that? And that was, that was the lane, right? And then, so it was, but to me, 100%, man, it's kind of like this was my calling okay. um, to where a guy was like, this is your way to provide positivity and share positivity right. within the world, not just within the community, right? Because the thing about social media, it lets you touch people in places you you can't physically get to for sure. But if you just put out this positive message that can inspire right. m- me, you know, me personally, right. it inspires. It inspires my boys. It inspires my kids. You know, what I'm saying it inspires people that reach out to me via DM and like, man, I was gonna do something different, but just because I saw that, it just changed my mind, my mindset about what I could do. Right? right? If it does that, then that's mm-hmm. exactly what it was for, man. So we just you know utilized social media game, knew the algorithms, right? right? Yeah. Knew how to how to how to build that out organically. Gotcha. And so we've been on force ever since. So you spoke about positivity images, right? <clears throat> Tell us about each individually when you guys either made a transition into wearing suits and become more stylish, or like what was that? What was that turning point for you guys? Um, so for me, uh, I'm a member of Cap Alpha Psi Fraternity Incorporated. <laughs> uh, so the noops, always, that, that's yeah. the thing that you, when you go through this uh, little process, yeah. that's one of the things that you address is how do you enter a room okay. and how do you carry yourself, you know, saying not only to represent you, but you also represent this, you know, the fraternity, right? right. Um, so that for me, that was kind of a turning point when I started thinking about it, right? Uh-huh. So it's 20 years old, 20, 21 years old, but it wasn't until I got into the corporate world. Okay. So, so I got out of college. I still like to just have my own little swag to it. When I got to the corporate world, where they forced me to wear a suit every day, then I started looking at like, all right, since I got to wear the same suit as all of y'all, how do I then make it me? Right? right. How can I stand out? Because it's it's even harder for us in corporate world to to stand out. Um, because they don't think we don't have the knowledge. Right. And so, okay, one, let me make sure my fit is on point. And then, now they hear me, like, oh, he's smart. Right, oh, exactly. Russell, you know, oh, he's intelligent. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so that was kind of my transition okay. into adulthood. Uh, shout out to my wife, because she was like, you should try something different. <laughs> and, yeah. and, uh, and now I'm here trying yeah. something different. Here we are. That's what's up. What about you, man? Man, I like to say, man, I'm so Midwest, it's a damn shame. Shout out to I was born in Chicago. Uh, it's probably beautiful it's kind of West Side Maxwell Street. That's where all the old school suit shops is. And I'm in Ohio, big, you know, Ohio players. So we was always suiting booty. Uh, you know, Detroit Gators, that's Midwest, okay. right as well. So even in high school, we was always, we used to go to a spot today called Henry's, which is like where you would go and get like, you know, the old school Steve Harvey looking suit, but you would suit the booty all the time. <laughs> in high school? Yeah, in high school. Wow. Man, I was like, hey, so everybody was getting it up, even in high school. That's like, crazy. So it kind of transitioned from that. And obviously, you know, we just have a more refined taste and you just go, okay, you got things out of the game and get some regular nice clothes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. uh, get some more form-fitted suits. But then, so it's always kind of been like that. Uh, my dad was dressed, my grandma was dressed, she was part of this thing with her church ladies with the Purple Hat Club, you know, the old church. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For yeah. sure. So yeah. kind of for me, like, I was always around people that like to get fly, like to dress. So that's where it came from. And then, similar to you, uh, first job in corporate retail was working at Lord & Taylor in New York. Okay. Got to wear some mm. today, right? Mm. Lord & Taylor old school, a little more covered. So like I said, like, how do I maintain the lookiness that they have, but also put my little flair on gotcha. it, my own little spin on it. So, and then from that, it's kind of just evolving with the times. That's what's up, man. That's so, amazing. I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I do miss those times, though. Everybody <laughs> used to dress like, right. parents used to dress like, yeah. dress clothes are so casual now. But um, i always been passionate about fashion my entire life. 
uh, from a very early age, wasn't surrounded by it. You know, my mom is a nurse. Uh, my dad, you know, worked at a packaging facility. So, you know, um, I didn't grow up around it, you know, surrounded by it. So my inspiration came from TV and it came from the internet and what was that, magazines. Not, not specifically, but just seeing well-dressed men, you know, really, really struck a chord with me. So I always wanted to be different. It wasn't always suits. I just wanted to be different. Right. I, I didn't want to follow trends. So if everybody was going left, I wanted to go right, right. make my own lane. That might have been graphic tees or it might have yeah. been bow ties and sweater vests. I don't know. <laughs> right, right. You know, so wherever it was, I just wanted to be different. It wasn't until I got to college that I joined an organization uh, called Black Male Initiative. Okay. And it was a mentoring organization to help black men with professional development and personal development. And so we wore suits every Monday. We called it image busting. So we wanted to show people that, yo, know, you don't just have to wear suits for job interviews. You don't have to just wear suits for court or funerals. Like, you know, we can get dressed just because. Right. And so I went from wearing suits every Monday to Monday and Tuesday from Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And eventually I was wearing suits five days a week. Every day. You know, I brand myself <laughs> on campus as the suit guy. Yeah. And I was best dressed all four years. And so, yeah, yeah that's, that's when I got my first two suits. I uh, wanted to start my own custom suit company and didn't know how. So I got a job working retail. So I worked at Brooks Brothers, uh, worked at Suit Supply. And, you know, like Evan said, your style starts to change. Right. And so just to describe my style right now, it's corporate flair. Mm, you know, like, like that's my style, corporate okay. flair. So, yeah. Yeah. You thought about this. You know, um, I wear white dress shirts every day, okay. I wear solid ties every day. You know, typically my socks match my pants. I don't do polka dots and stripes. Uh, it's very plain, very plain, but stands out. Hey, just yeah. uh, uh, just a, a little tidbit. When I was in high school, I wasn't best dressed too. You know, my I man, said, yeah, I did. It was for suits. My though. man, you know what I'm saying. So I'm from New York. So every summer I used to go, you know, what I'm saying, go shopping. They come back. They be like, yo, where you get that from? Don't worry about it, sweetheart. Don't worry about it, sweetheart. This that's flat. Don't worry about it. Man, but I want to go back to when we first met, 2017, the first, that was the first flash mob? Yeah, first, first one. Yeah. That's crazy. Okay, so what made you, was, was flash mobs even a thing before then? Man, so not, not, not in the way we did. Okay. Right? It was a thing to where they had like musical flash mobs. Like people go in the mall. Right. And they just start singing. Start, right? Okay, and gotcha. they, they disperse. And so my thing with this was like, all right, if we gonna have a, first of all, we had, my thought was we gotta get in and out because if we have a large gathering of black men anywhere, right. you probably <laughs> gonna have some trouble, right. right? So, because, if not from us, but from outside, like, what are y'all doing there? Somebody right. call the police, like, right. So our thing with that was like, all right, we want to do something that for, for us initially became a content capture and a networking opportunity, okay. right? Um, to where we can bring guys together, Get this content that for us was that we were going to use on our channel, right? Start. Mm. My guy Evan told me that first thing he told me, he said, "Man, if you really want to do something special with this, you got to make your own content." Because mm. we started just kind of like posting Posted. other people's I mean, stuff, right? Right. And so he's like, but "You got to because you got to tell your own story. Right. You got to make your own content." So then we're like, "Okay, let's start putting these photo shoots together." And it, that's where the flash mob came from. Uh, and then it became just so powerful, right? right? So it was, you know, again the concept came from. What they were doing right. with people in the malls and stuff, but it was like, hey, we're gonna get together for this hour, pull up, 
come suited, come with your own flavor, right. but you gotta mm-hmm. be suited. Right. Right. You gotta have a blazer on, something. You gotta I be suited. Remember the instructions. Yeah. yeah. Minimum. Yeah. Instructions, right. Minimum. Yeah. And then, you know, pull up. First one we did was at 8 o'clock on a Saturday morning here in Dallas. Like 25 brothers came out. Yeah. At that point, we were like, oh shoot, this is gonna be special. Yeah. But the thing about it was, because it was all positivity, dude was like, yo, when's the next one? Exactly. I want to be there. Right. I want to be a part of that. I want to come and mm-hmm. be a part of that imagery that you're pushing out. I want to be a part of that story that you're telling. I also want to come and network. I'm an entrepreneur. Right. You had some clients there that I could have met with. I'm yeah. a doctor. I'm a barber. I'm right. a lawyer. Right. You know, I'm an entrepreneur. I just need to be in the mix. So it became that as well to where I'm able to put people in a room with other people. Right. To build a network. Not so sure. not only are we, we, we changing the narrative from a, uh, a visual perspective, but we also change it from an economic perspective right. because I'm putting brothers together that need to be together to keep their business moving forward. Right. So when did you see the growth of it start to take its own legs? Because, okay, you did 25 that time. I remember another time I came out, you did it in partnership with uh, Vatty Brunch. So that time it was men and women. And then I just started seeing it grow, grow more people, not doing different cities. So when did you start seeing the kick take its own legs and start getting bigger? And when did you like, okay, now it's time to take us on the road? Um, so we did five in Dallas before we took it on the road. Okay. Uh, Evan was like, so at that point too, I was traveling with work, right? And so I was like, all right, yeah. I'm gonna be here. He's like, hey, you gonna be in LA? You might as well just reach out to some people out there. So the first one we did on the road was in LA. We had about, and, but it was, it was a, uh, it was a uh, kind of last minute. Okay. Like, cause I didn't had the confidence. I'm like, hey, <laughs> hey, pull up here and just tell me. Yeah. Um, yeah. But we did it. We had 20 guys at the Beverly Center in LA, okay. and folks was like, "Oh, you guys are. Yeah. What do y'all got going on?" Yeah. Right? Yeah. So then I had to go to Chicago. My man's in Chicago. Right. So we like, all right, we took a little bit more to plan that out. Right. We had 100 guys in Chicago. Yeah, first, Chicago time, first time. First time really going on the road to planning. Mm-hmm. At that point, I was like, all right, we can take this DC, Atlanta. Uh, Philly, Tampa, Tampa, you know, Houston. Then we started putting it out, and I was like, all right, we gotta let's structure this and turn it into a real tour, which is where we are now, two years, three years later. See, that was similar to my next question when did this become when did it become a business, right? So, when you first started, you were just doing flash mods, creating content, you had a social page, but when did black men's become a business? When I got good teammates, okay, tell my boy, talk to us about that. Always been in my ear, uh, always been in my ear about. Branding, not just um, mm-hmm. this aspect of it, but again, how do you shift that content, right? right? How do you create those those, those differentiators that's right. like, okay, again, you don't just want to be an Instagram page, you got to be right. more than that, right? Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll let Evan talk to that, like, from the point of us saying that we're going to expand, and we're going to expand in a strategic way versus just saying, all right, we're just going to take more pictures, like, how do we, how do we actually do that? Right, right. And to that point, like, I think that when it really clicks for me is when we did October 2019, we did London, right? And London was kind of the same thing, like, it was planned, because I knew I was going, uh, a videographer we were rocking with at the time, we knew he was going too, so it was like, all right, we knew we could go. We probably had 35, 40 guys, look. In London, right? In Europe, right? We probably with the Africa Center in London. They love this, so like, mm-hmm. so then we look. And now we make an impact genuinely, like genuinely across the globe, right? So from that, I got back. It's like you know what? If we can plan these out, we need to do a tour, okay. right? Because if we do a tour, then what we can do is like because we've already done Tampa, Chicago, we bringing people out now. If we mm-hmm. plan it out, it does two things. One, it gives time time for the fellas to plan it out to come. 
right? So then when we started singing, like we did our first one tour with Charlotte. So that's one. But then when we announcing it out, planning it out, now you got the guys from Atlanta, they gonna come out. Guys from BC can come out. Guys from Birmingham, they can drive because they know they can come. That's part one. Two, uh, from a partnership standpoint, I'm like, hey, we do this tour, we can package this up and get brand association, right? Not in terms of even the monetary gain, but partner with brands that want to amplify and play that story of brand positivity, right? Like, how are we going to have to, because our mission really is to change the narrative. Part of the reason we get suited and booted is we like to say, like, you can be whatever you want. We use this theory all the time, it's called a closed cognition. Basically, what that is, is how you look and how you dress affects your cognitive process. Like right. Deion said, when you look good, you feel good. Uh-huh. You feel, feel good, good, play, play good, good, you play good, you get paid good. Yeah. That's, that's really what the cold cognition yeah. is. Like, you know, how many times it's like, you know what? I'm about to go crush this today. You throw that suit on. Exactly. Like, women even too. Like, women, you got your, you got a business meeting, you gonna throw the powder heels on, you ain't yeah. doing the Jessica Simpson. <laughs> right? So it's like, it goes both ways. So yeah. from that, it was like, we can brand that. Brands want to be associated with that, but it needs a more systematic structure. Sure. We have to, you, just can't, you just can't go to the ground like, hey, I got this event in two weeks. Give me some money. Right, yeah. right? It's like, no, but if we build, build this out, like, hey, we're going to do these 10 cities, these 10 tours, mm-hmm. and we're also speaking to different black men in each of these individual markets. Also, like, kind of thinking about that component, right? So we, we, we've developed this event series. Like, we're going on these tours, and we're doing this, and, and guys are pulling up. And every time we go to this, right, they always ask, bro, where do you get your suit from? Right? Where do you get your suit? How can I get something like that? And so then we became expansive. Of, All right, we have a market that we haven't even that we didn't even focus on tapping into from that perspective. Right? We just wanted to show it, and now people are, are asking. Right? And so then as as it became a, an aspect like, okay, this demand is high. We right. need to make these suits. Right? We need to go into that. That ain't something that I've I've ever done before. I've never, <laughs> you know, I've been through a custom suit experience where right. I couldn't I couldn't manage anything like that. So then it became expand like in, in my mind. Dang, who the, who's who's the best person that I can go to to learn that from? Mm-hmm. Now Jacob had already, already we had already started a relationship right. four right. years earlier before the flash mob even started. Right. Um, we had started a relationship, and crazy thing. I was Evan, Evan, Evan introduced us. Yeah. Full circle over here. Real circle. And, uh, so so so. It started off, you know, Jacob was telling me, say, okay, well, if you want to do it, you got to do this. You need to do this, right, uh, to where now, me as a, as a, as a business mind, this is really for anybody that's really trying to expand your business. Um, I'm learning it, so I'm trying I'm trying to all of a sudden become a suit maker, right? Mm-hmm. right? And I'm getting saying that he's just dropping these tips. He's like, okay, you need to follow your track this, this way, you know, reach out to this, reach out to this person. When it comes, you got to ship it out. And I'm like, okay, cool. Man, I took three custom orders. It was like, I can't do this. I got other stuff I got to do, right? Right, right. So then, you know, he and I had a long conversation. And I was like, bro, I can't do this. I value your pain. I value your expertise. Mm -hmm. Can we partner? Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? To where then it's like, okay, now I got somebody I'm comfortable with. I can run that division of the brand. Right. Then I've got somebody here that can run the partnership aspect, and I'm still gearing mm. and riding the ship up. Okay, this is where we're going to go. This is how we're going to do it. But knowing that, and then we got into custom suited. Right. So now I say, Jacob, we got our appointments. We booking online. We going to different cities. Yep. We pulling up in different cities. We booking out custom suit appointments while we're there. Man. And I got somebody that can handle that for yeah. me. It was it was a perfect partnership because. I had the product, I had the service, and he had the platform. 
right? Um, so we both benefited from the situation. Um, and again, the demand was there, you know, which makes sense. Like, not that, you know, black men's words is a one-stop shop, but you can come to us for so many different things, right? Not that, you know, it's all vertically integrated, but, man, we do jackets, we do pants, we do shirts, we do ties, we do pocket squares, we do custom shoes. Right. So we don't have to go to anybody else. If you need that, you can come to us. Gotcha. So it's been a it's been a great help. Um, we tried to launch in March, um, COVID. <laughs> so we relaunched in August, and it's been going really well. So this is a great point. I just did an interview with Craig Lewis. I don't know if y'all are familiar with him. Uh-huh. Yep. So he told me from outside looking at my business, Coastline. He was like, "You spend a lot of time working in your business and not on your business." Mm-hmm. Right. So when you said that, instead of you doing everything, which I was doing the same. You you brought people on. You brought um, mm-hmm. a team. You created a team. You partner, and now it gives you time to focus on what you're great at and what you need to do for your business. Yes, right? absolutely. I think I think a big thing about teams that a lot of people try to uh, over a lot of people overlook. If you got a team and you trust the people that are in those, that's on your team, right. let them do what they do. For sure. Now. Do not bring somebody on a team that does not understand your mission, your vision, and your values of your organization. Because mm-hmm. right. then y'all not going to say you know, gotcha, to, to right. say away. But when you got people that you vetted out, right, that you trust, mm-hmm. um, well, you trust yourself. Like, yeah, hey, I right. trust you. Yeah, I trust yeah. myself with knowing that you're going to be the right person in there. And then you let them fly, right. then your brand flies as a whole. Nah, for sure. And something I saw on social, I'm not sure if y'all talked about it a lot, but I know it was on social. Um, and I'm not going to say the names because I won't get it wrong. But y'all did something for the country. No, it wasn't that country. Yeah. It was the Country Music Awards? Yeah. CMA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't want I don't want to chop it up. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm going to let y'all yeah. tell this experience. But I know it was big. Yeah. <laughs> I know it was big. So talk to us about that experience and what exactly that, that whole so, thing entails. So it's funny because that experience brings all, like we all played a part in that, right? Okay. Right. All right. So uh, my guy, Troll Thomas, shout out Troll Thomas, Black okay. Excellence Brunch. Um, we were in L.A. for the L.A. Flash Mob. Um, top of mind, right? Sometimes you just got to be top of mind. Right. We were in L.A. with L.A. Flash Mob. My guy, Trill, um, knows Jimmy Allen personally. Jimmy reached out to him and was like, hey, man, you know anybody that makes suits? I get to perform at the CMAs this year. Mm. Trill like, yeah. Boom. Hey, Dre, you think you can make a suit for my guy? I'm like, yeah, sure. <laughs> Who is it? Yeah. It's Jimmy Out. He's like, oh, snap. <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah. So then, you know, from that experience, it's funny. Like, he and I were on a business lunch when I got that text. Like, That's... <laughs> so then basically at that point then um, you know he connects us via text message hey hey Jimmy this is my boy Dre I then pulled out and said hey Jimmy appreciate just the trust in us I'm going to connect you with my guy Jacob here's Jacob now I'll create a new text thread with that right, right. here's Jacob he's going to be the one that's going to take care of you Jacob get on a plane Jacob go to ten- Nashville Tennessee get the booking done three weeks later we got his suit he on stage performing with, performing with Charlie Pride right. unfortunately rest yeah rest in peace for, for sure Jimmy yeah. Allen wearing our suit you know what I mean? like just that but it's, it, it, it was just all that web mm-hmm. and I think the thing too is that how flexible we were in that because a lot of people could be like man we, there's no way we can get the suit in time right we was like nah we gonna, nah, we we gonna figure it out we figure it out yeah, yeah. 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 we gonna figure it out yeah, yeah. yeah. you gotta take those opportunities every time all right, man. So a, lot, a question I like to ask everybody I talk to is because, okay, of course you guys are here because I co-sign y'all and y'all co-sign me, right? right. What I want to know was who was like the first co-sign that you guys received in, in regards to black menswear. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So 
when you think about that, right, I want you to think about how that cosign also impacted the growth mm. that you've seen. Uh, I think the first, and I, I really hope I don't offend anybody who was like, nah, nigga. <laughs> uh, I think the first one for me that really blew my mind was Stefan Marbury. Oh, wow. Yeah, so. Coney Island. Yeah, right. Um, when he reached out, I was like, bro, you got something great going on with that. Uh, for me, that was kind of like one of those, oh, snap. Like, you know, you know, you get validation from, from, but this is a dude that's all the way over in China. Right. Playing a legend, right. playing ball over there, and he's on the ground like, just, you got some powerful stuff going on over right. there. You know what I mean? Like, that for me, for, for the brand was like a, Oh, game changer. Yeah, you know, we, yeah, we, yeah. we need to look at this a little bit greater of a yeah, scale. Large scale. Um, and that was October 2019. Okay. Um, and it was just like, wow, okay. All right, now we, now we really need to focus on this mm-hmm. growth because people are noticing. Right. And for, for somebody like that to, to reach out to me, not right. me, you know, reaching out. Yeah, like, reach out to you. He reached out to me. He was like, yo, you've got something great going on. You know, anything I can do to help you, just let me know. Like that, that moment, it was like, okay, yeah. we, we, we global. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, we global. Yeah. And uh, Evan, I want you to speak on it from the partnership side. Maybe somebody who's reached out early or that you actually reached out to and they were like, I love it, let's do it. Uh, well, like from that standpoint, like our very first partnership was a company called uh, Indochino. Okay. Uh, which is like, so that was our very first. Uh, and we like that a lot because obviously we have our own suit line, but I said the reason I made that joke, it wasn't about, hey, let's partner where our suits sell these suits. Right. It was like, hey, we really believe in the mission that you guys want to do. Uh, please utilize our store space. Mm-hmm. We hosted an event called Dapper Conversations in person. Right. Uh, we had about 30 guys, brothers together, talking about toxic masculinity, male fragility, mm-hmm. how to build a business. And they kind of just really hosted our space and really allowed us to kind of amplify our messaging behind that. Right. So that's what made that partnership unique because it was like, you know, most of our retail, like, oh, these brothers got suits on, let's try to sell you suits. They right. didn't care about that at all. Right. It was really about, like, hey, can we really amplify this message? Can we support y'all? Um, and just kind of really help create this visionary we believe what you guys are looking to build. I would say that. And then honestly, the co-sign for me really was like, my son, probably yeah. the one that we got this probably about a few weeks ago. Okay. This dude, he shot the cover of British Vogue in October. So like everything he does now, Vogue, GQ, mm-hmm. like if he put, shoots it, like the yeah. next day, he was like, yeah, I got a call the next day to make a market. Right? Mm-hmm. And he on the phone with us like, I love what y'all do, mm-hmm. I rock with y'all, like, you know, we trying to do a pair splash mob. He said, we can do it. I think for work some time, I'm gonna try to pull up with y'all. That's great. Right? So like, that's what's like, and it's not even about him specifically. It's like, from a visionary standpoint, execution from a content group. This dude believes his content can be in British Vogue. Mm-hmm. If he sees our mm-hmm. content, if he sees the, the emotion, the right. visionary impacts him that same way, that's the coast. That's amazing. Right, because mm-hmm. he's created content that's really global that everybody's seeing. Mm-hmm. So if he's like, this resonates with me, then I'm like, okay, this, you know, it continues to affirm that what we're doing has a positive impact on me. So that cosign for me was something that was really important. It's like, you know what? We need to just keep pushing. We Not haven't fair. even tapped through what yeah. we can be mm-hmm. yet. Not for sure. Yeah. What about you, Jacob? Uh, we we kind of already touched on it, but Jimmy Allen. Yeah, Because I'm, I'm going to talk about it from the suit perspective. Okay. But Jimmy Allen, and I'm and I'm saying him specifically because, number one, he lives in Nashville. Right. Right? We live in Dallas. Um, he could have easily found somebody in his city right. to make the suit for him. He could have gone anywhere. Because you got to understand, you're a full-time entrepreneur. You know? so, so when people choose to you know, invest 
I appreciate that because they didn't have to. You can get a suit from Macy's. You can go to Men's Warehouse. You can go to Suit Supply, Q Clothing. You can go wherever you want. Right. So when people come to you, it's because they trust you. Right. Right. And that that means a lot to me. Um, and the fact that that was our first television appearance was huge. And you know, one thing that I want to say is that he paid. You know, these celebrities, these athletes, they feel like, oh, well, if you give it to me for free, you'll get some exposure and I'll make sure I tag you on a couple posts. Exposure ain't paying the bills. You know what I'm saying? He didn't come to me with no, oh, uh, you know, hey, man, I'm going to rock this on stage with you. He can easily say, I'm going to see it. Yeah, no, he paid. That's amazing. He paid. And then... um, you know, just because people do business with you don't mean they have to again. Right. He came back and oh. said, hey, I'm performing at the AMAs. I need to do another one, you know? Yeah. And so, yeah, when people support you in that way and, like, like they don't expect anything from you mm-hmm. but to do a good job, I appreciate it. That's yeah. what's up. So. And I want to talk about, it's on the line, along, along the lines of Cosign, is y'all had some viral moments to which, man, the world picked up, you know what I'm saying? Um, I want to let you guys explain it because I want you to tell us what the shot was. And if you're following Cosign, you know what the shot was. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) And I mean, everybody from from Diddy to uh, comedians Cosign did. But Mm -hmm. I want you to talk to us about that shoot. Did you know that he was going to be there? And did you do a lot of like that where that's just something like just happened organically? And then who are some people, celebrities that Cosign Although your focus isn't celebrities, I just want the world to know that, you know, what you guys are doing is so impactful that celebrities are getting onto it. But you're not doing it for their clout. Right. You're right. just mm-hmm. doing it for yourselves. But right. now they're starting to see. So talk to us about that. So that was uh, the Dallas Flash Mob 5. Okay. Uh, it was here when we shot it. It was raining. Like, people don't even know. It was raining on that picture, right? So the, the picture is uh, young uh, Harper Anthony, who... Standing in the sea of black men, young black boy, six years old, and you just got this 99 black men standing behind him. Just, just that depth of it, right? Um, he, I knew he was coming the morning of, because, or the day before, sorry. My boy called me. He said, hey, man, my wife's friend is in town. Her son was supposed to be coming to do a shoot. Uh, they ended up canceling the shoot while he was on the plane. So they're here. I'm coming to shoot tomorrow, you mind if you bring him? I said, yeah, cool, as long as he got a suit, he good. Yeah. He pull up, his, you know what I'm saying? Like, the rest is history. Uh, uh, Who's the photographer that shot, the act, that so, shot that picture? So the, that particular picture, so the, the, the shoot was staged by Santos. Okay, right? so for Santos sure. set that all up. The, the, that particular shot was Anna and I. Okay. Uh, but it, it was, it was, it was, you know, he's standing there, kind of with there. We, you know, Santos like, hey yo, we had we had just finished the full shoot, but we got everybody lined up yeah. in one line, lay, layers on layers yeah. of brothers, and uh, uh, we wrap getting right back to Santos like, nah, hey, bring him out front, so yeah. you gotta put him right there. He did that shit um, design. Yeah, right. he was like, y'all come in, you know, give him kind of like that, you know, we, we there, um, and it, it was. The, the the fist up, so he had some sunglasses on. Mm. I was like, nah, since like, tell him to take the glasses off. So he takes the glasses off. I take the glasses off, put it in his hand, puts it in his pocket, I say, hey, just yeah. go pop that up. He pops it up, he snaps it, 
we come, I come around, look at the camera. He look at me. I look at him. It's like <laughs> that's the one. That's the one. Yeah, that's the one. Now, did I know that it was gonna get you know again Diddy Revolt TV One Tracy Ellis Ross yeah, uh, Chris Brown Chris Brown, yeah. Chris Brown. On, I know it's gonna be yeah. like all of that. No. Not necessarily. Yeah. Did I know it was gonna be impactful? Did I know it was gonna did I, did I know it was gonna be a multi generational picture? No. Mm. Right. That that photo um, is going to be around years after I'm gone. Right. Yeah. Right. It's it. Mark my that photo is going to be in museums. Yeah. Um. Did I know that at the time? No. Did I think it was going to be fire for the gram? <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And it just. I mean, again, but the and the messaging in it, I think, is what's so powerful. Right. You got. And the crazy is like people don't even pick up. There are so many variations of the attire, the suit behind it, mm-hmm. right? So he's there, and you know, in, in his blue suit. But then you've got just all these different styles of black men behind him. Mm-hmm. But the one focal point that we have is this young brother that we right. gonna make sure. And when the wolves come, you got to pack behind mm-hmm. him. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. it's it's that um, that just makes it so powerful and just continue just to kind of get it just resurfaces it, it resurfaced during uh, you know a lot of the George Floyd uprising yeah, about to yeah. say, uh, it mm-hmm. took a second life yep. we shot that picture a year and a half before that yeah. and right. it's coming back because it is so such a powerful image and it speaks to so many different people it's, evergreen, so many different it's an evergreen photo evergreen I think yeah. a lot of the content we had done like the same thing with the George Floyd situation like the uh, the video when walking down the steps of the Philadelphia Army's mm-hmm. hands in the Philadelphia flash mob that went viral again that one went it went viral today. The video itself went viral because people just like the image, especially when there were so many negative thoughts about like protesting. And while that was not a protest video by any means, you showed that power together this camaraderie. Right. Mm-hmm. But it also went viral. I forget the girl's name, but she had a TikTok video, and she's watching the video. Of the guys walking down the steps. She's like, "Hold up." What they protesting? <laughs> right. And right. that video got that TikTok got like eight million views oh, on her page. So even, but that video also made her proud as well. Right. right. So the fact that now people are even taking our content, putting their own spin on it, and mm-hmm. that's going virality. Like that's also the show that like the content we continue to push out. It's not about the suits. It's right. not about it's actually inspirational. People look at that and it means something to them and evokes emotion from them. And then from that, that's what they continue when to see this positive image mm-hmm. moving forward. It's all it's all again, like we we are storytellers, right. right? Like, you know, we we are telling the story of how we see ourselves and how we see mm-hmm. our, you know our community and our men and embracing ourselves to whatever you want to do, right? right. The, the thing that comes back to the suits aspect of it is it's like you see somebody at the pinnacle of success, your mind automatically goes, like, we've been here. It's, it's this dude that got a suit on, standing right. on the mountaintop with a briefcase, you know what I'm saying? The president right. wears a suit, right. you know, all Every day. And so, and so from that aspect, it's not saying, like, hey, you got to wear a suit to be successful. Right. It's just saying, right. man, if I see guys that look like me, that look successful, right. I might not go and, and I might not allow uh, uh, my environment to tell me I can only do one thing or the other. Uh, I think one more viral moment that we had that was really impactful was our opportunity to pay tribute, right? Um, so we were in, we went to the uh, March on Washington last year in DC, where it was you know a systemic racism and and uh, injustice. We we out there like we right. we really you know this is a time for us and so many people out there black white Latino whatever everybody's out there right 
And while we there on that day before, you get the news, Chadwick Boseman died. Black Panther gone? Like, nah, that ain't this. Yeah. That, you yeah. know. Thought it was a whole joke. Yeah. And yeah. so we had a flash mob set up for that next day. Okay. Well, within the creative process of that, uh, as we're, as we're, you know, filming in these things and as we come back to the table on how we're going to do this, my guy Rock is like, let's, let's pay this homage, right? We can utilize this. This is black man. This is powerful. Using the, uh, uh, his speech from the Howard commencement that he gave, talking about purpose. I remember that. Right? And taking that and putting that into, into a way that we can pay tribute to a man that's changed. Like, he got, like, Black Panther, like, that's our hero, right? You know what I'm saying? And so, so utilizing our platform to also pay homage Mm-hmm. Uh, where we can because again we're storytelling that's right. that's something that hit all of us that's it. and we ain't never met Chadwick Boseman they yeah. ain't a lot but that yeah. that loss hit us how can we take what we're doing and then create stories around that to be sure. again that's super positivity no, you thanks. know what I'm saying so how can we tell stories like that as well from our platform that's amazing so to tie it all in I'm going to start with Jacob and work away this way mm-hmm. so it's a it's a two part question right okay. so I want you to tell us um, what, what you have or what you, your goals for 2021, what you have planned, right? Then I want you to tell us, um, actually, I'm sorry, three-part. Okay. <laughs> then from there, I want you to go in to leave us with some motivation, right? A gem. Okay. And then I want you to end with a black man you co-sign. Mm. Okay? Okay. So 2021, this year, motivation, a black man you co-sign. Uh, 2021 goals. Uh, the goal is to grow. Okay. You know, it's all about scalability. Um... You know, we're, we're planting seeds right now, right? I, I don't think that 2021 is going to be my year. I won't say 22, uh, 2022 is going to be my year. You know, we're planting seeds to see some real change in 2023, 2024. Right. Uh, but that work starts now. Right. You know, I'm a firm believer that it takes 10 years to be an overnight success. Facts. Like some of us have those viral moments, but... When we see people that are super successful in the media, uh, we don't see the work that they put in behind the scenes. For sure. You know, people see the, you know, 300,000 followers we have on IG right now, but they don't see the 13K we had three years ago when I first met Dre. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They're like, oh, okay, you have your own suit company right now, but you didn't see me working at Men's Warehouse right. in 2016. So... Uh, the goal is to grow, man. We are planting seeds right now um, that are going to yield a high return. So I'm excited about that. Got a lot of projects and plans in place, and I'm just looking forward to getting to work. Uh, as far as motivation is concerned, I would just say get started. Uh, you know, that's that's the one thing I tell people. Um, you know, most of us have a spirit of fear um, when it comes to our ideas and when it comes to our concepts, but you just have to do it afraid. Um, no one's going to do it for you. Right. Even if you don't have the support, you have to believe in yourself and bet on yourself. No one's going to do it for you. So, you know, if there is something that you want to do as far as like a business opportunity is concerned, just do it. You know, you don't have to be great to get started, but you do have to get started if you want to be great. You get what I'm saying? Like you start a company. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you start a company and you learn along the way. For sure. Right. Like. You know, being a perfectionist used to paralyze me, Mm. right, from moving forward. And, um, you know, I was having a conversation with my mentor, which is going into my third point. But he said, you know, uh, something is better than a perfect nothing. Mm -hmm. 
something is better than a perfect nothing. So just get started. And that's who I choose to co-sign as my mentor. Uh, his name is Dr. Alex Ellis. I met him in 2015. Has absolutely changed my life. He's the reason I started speaking. He's the reason I started styling. He's the reason I travel so much. He's the reason I started doing social media marketing. Uh, we talk every day, twice a day. That's um, and that, that's who I choose to co-sign. That's what's up, man. Yeah, uh, for me, I would say, Mr. Gross, one of the things we're building out this year is um, an influencer network. Okay. Uh, so one of the things we realized that only 16% of influencers in general are men, okay. right? A lot of times people that are influencers, male influencers, or former athletes that got a bunch of followers that way. Or they might be like the club promoter, right? So you got a bunch of followers. Nothing wrong with those, and I'm not trying to say that's a negative thing, but you need to think about influence in terms of working with brands, being content creators. That's not inherently who they are. Right. So in terms of them working to bring brand partnerships, brand briefs together, it's tough on both sides. One, it's tough for a lot of brands that have access to black men right. that have black male audiences as well. Right. So even think about a lot of black males that even do have large social followers, women are the followers. Right. But say you're a brand like Bevel, you want to work with them, Shea Moisture, mm. uh, Degree Deodorant, right. whoever. Well, like, you want that male to buy the product, not that female to buy the product. Right. So because they don't have access to that... Because what we're doing, brand partnerships, our platform, our reach, we know a lot of these guys. We're going to these cities, you're picking 150, 200 guys out. They got, some of these guys got 200, 300,000 followers, some got 30, 40,000 followers. Like, I know all of them. So why don't we now create an ecosystem that we, when we're having these brand deals, we can connect those guys with those brands, right? right? And the great thing about this, everybody needs to right? So it's like, they're going to cut us the check, he's going to help you cut the check. So now what can we do to black content creators, photographers, videographers, influencers, quote unquote, we're hoping to get you on the radar for those brands to help them negotiate brand partnerships. So not only there's two things, not only does it help you eat as an individual, but the more faces you can get out there in these advertisements, so that's how you continue to change the narrative, right? That's how you kind of show that like, hey, it would be great to do a deal with Smucker's Jam about, you know, man, it's COVID. My wife got an early morning meeting. I'm at home making, putting the jelly on the toast. What you doing? That's not really about smuckers. Now you're debunking the myth of black fatherhood, right? Because you don't want to actually taking care of the kids, right? So that's what we're trying to do and build that influencer network out. Uh, we got a couple of different partnerships uh, already in the hopper, close uh, three of them this month. Uh, so our goal is to kind of hit a uh, quarter million dollars of revenue for that this year. Or for the, not uh, revenue, stuff that's going out to those guys to kind of help amplify that. Um, in terms of motivational, Leading to that, I like to say how you pivot is how you prosper, mm. right? And so from that, we wouldn't even have that concept before mm. pre-COVID, yeah. right? But now we realize, okay, there's an opportunity mm. there, how we can make impact. So with any business, how you pivot is how you prosper in life. It's going to be ebbs and flows because, you know, the peaks are going to take care of themselves. It's how you manage the balance, gotcha. right? So how you pivoting through these mountains is going to determine how you're going to prosper on the other side, right? So if you just kind of keep that in the back of your mind, that's what you can really focus on. Um, and then in terms of uh, guy I want to co-sign, I don't really even know him that well, but I just found out about him from a program I was working on outside of this, but I think he's super dope. His name is Dr. Howard Conyers uh, from South Carolina, went to North Carolina A&T. This dude, no joke, is an aerospace engineer for NASA by day. In the evening, he has a PhD in bar- black barbecue history. 
Right. So he mm. goes around the country doing speaking engagement. He's done deal with Essence. He's done deal with Ebony. He's done deal with Kingsford. Uh, you name it, going around because his whole thing is American barbecue history is American history, and you can't tell the story of American history about the story of Black barbecue. Yeah. So this dude is a, a historian of Black barbecue, but at the same time as an aerospace engineer at NASA. To me, like that's Black excellence. Right? right. Why don't mm. we know who he is? Right. 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 That's what I'm saying. Like, that's, and that goes back to even changing the narrative, right? In terms of like this dude. Is an expert in his in multiple fields that you don't right. even think black men in. You know how many aerospace engineers do you know in general, let alone yeah. for NASA. Right. right? But not only that, he's also passing about telling the history of black barbecue history and what he's what his he's from South Carolina. So he's really been a being from the South and like the legacy of the South and I'm putting that forward. So he's an expert in both of the shields. That's black excellence to me. So I want to co-sign him and his name is Dr. Howard Conyers. So just, that's why I want to shout out. We're gonna research that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we'll look it up. Um, man, 2021 is uh, really uh, a year of efficiency uh, on our end, and, and, and for me personally, um, I've been pushed more to be, like Dre, you got to think more like a CEO, right? Um, and I, the statement you made earlier, working in the business, not working on the business, uh, and so being more intentional on working on the business uh, as, it, as it goes towards really being a, a more of a visionary uh, and with being a visionary, bringing out the best in everybody that's around me, right? That's one of the things that, it's it's one of the things, it's the reason why I started Black Men's World was to bring out the best in the community, right? So the young black boys see themselves and they say, you know what, I can do whatever I want to do. Right. And utilizing uh, this brand to do that, and now that we are becoming more substantial on building out efficiencies, right? How do we maximize our time? Uh, because one important thing for me is, I'm still I'm still in this in this in this dual job right. aspect, right? I still got a nine to five while I'm while we're working on this, um, but I still want to be so efficient with my time that even between the two of these, I still have time right. to spend with my son and my, my, my sons and my wife, right. right? So I need to maximize efficiencies within our team so I can make sure that I'm still present at home. You know what I mean? Like right. I I gotta make sure that I'm still the example right. that, that my boys look up to. I gotta make sure I'm still the husband that my wife married. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, so being efficient so that way I can still have that balance. Sure. Right, so that's my goal for 2021. Um, when it comes to leaving the gym and leaving the nugget, one thing that I've, I, I've said over and over on our uh, Dapper Conversation series that we do is you are the best version of you, right? You ain't the best version of me, KG. I right. ain't the best version of you. Right. I'm not going to go nowhere if I say, you know what? KG got a lot of good thing going over there at Cosign. Let me be him. Right, exactly. It's, it, it's not. Right. I got to be Neandre, right? I have to focus on Neandre. If for me, I learned that it was late in high school when I learned that, like, yo, if I stop trying to be everybody else and I become myself and mm-hmm. I focus on developing me every single day, you know, get 1% better every day, mm-hmm. then I am going to become and develop the best person of me, right. ver- the, the best version of me. Right. You know, you're the only version of you ever created. Right. You got to do you. One of one. You one of one, yeah. right? We talk about custom suits. Yeah. Ain't nobody got this one. Yeah. Ain't no, don't, don't, nobody has, you yeah. know, nobody is me, right? And so focus on being you, that's where you're going to become successful. Because then you develop your own value and level of success. Your right. success isn't what somebody else is because you're trying to do what they do, right? right? So focus on being you. You are the best version of you. Um, build yourself uh, would be would be my gem. And my, my co-sign... 100% man, it's gotta go to my newest team member. Okay. Uh, 
Uh, my guy, Rock Mitchell, out of Baltimore, um, has been a true... The, the, not, not the yin to the yang because it's four of us. Uh, <laughs> it's on the team, right? But but that, that last notch in the wheel... He's Donatello. He's yeah. the last notch. Okay, there we go. Yeah, yeah. He, he's Donatello, right? Um, because, you know, again, understanding how your team brings different values. Right. Um, how guys I've been rocking with for years, but then a guy that I've met more recently brings value from a genuine perspective. Right. Mm-hmm. Right? Teaches us different ways to look at our brand growth and our brand development because he's worked with a lot of other people that have not even had the type of component that we've had, but have have utilized different things that we're using to be successful. Right. So making you look at the 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 same object from a different view, right. a different perspective. Now you're looking at the aerial view versus the side view, the profile, right, and all these things, and just again continue to force the team to be greater. Um, I definitely got a shout out Rock Mitchell out of Baltimore, major result co. Um, yeah. Our basically our creative director for Black Men's Wear that has really you know really changed the way that from the perspective and it's also kind of put a little bit more pep in my step, right. a little bit more confidence to that aspect of like, yo, we got something that people love. Stop being timid about this shit. Excuse mm-hmm. me, right? No. Like, like this this brand is important and impactful for the culture. Mm-hmm. Do it like you're supposed to do it. You know, it's right. so like from that aspect, um, and just kind of just bringing out uh, those things, and again, causing us causing us to look at our, our look at the business a little bit wider and better. Um, so again, shout out Rock Mitchell. That's what's up. And this is another episode of Cosign Conversations. I'm gonna leave y'all with a gem I learned from Craig Lewis the other day that alludes to what he was saying. Um, Keep that same courage. You know what I'm saying? The courage you have, when you didn't have anything, you put everything in it. When you get in front of these brands and these partnerships and these celebrities, keep that same courage. You deserve everything you put in and everything you get. And with that, we have Black Manswear, Jacob, Evan, Neandre, Rock Mitchell. This is Coastline Conversations. Hey guys, what's good? Thanks for supporting Coastline Magazine by watching this video. If you really enjoyed this content, please subscribe, like, comment, and share.